All right, brother, let's turn to John chapter 12. Lord willing, uh, next Wednesday, uh, John and Kathy Reeves will be here with us. So I'm going to put him to work. John chapter 12, we'll begin verse 26. The Lord said, If any man serve me, let him follow me. And where I am, there shall also my servant be. If any man serve me, him will my father honor. Now is my soul troubled. And what shall I say, Father, save me from this hour? But for this cause came I unto this hour. Am I going to say, Lord, take this burden from me? That's why I'm here. It's a whole reason. That's for us. That's why he's here. So he prayed. Here's what he said. Father, glorify thy name. Then came there a voice from heaven saying, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. And the people therefore that stood by and heard said that it thundered. Others said, An angel spake to him. Jesus answered and said, This voice came not because of me, but for your sakes. <laughs> you get that? He didn't need that. This is for their sakes. This is for your sakes. <laughs> this is simple stuff, isn't it? He tells his place, It didn't come from me, it's for you. Now, now is the judgment of this world. Now. We've been talking about this hour, isn't it? And this voice that's going to glorify his name and glorify him. And He said, now. Now is the judgment of this world. Now shall the prince of this world be cast out. Right now. When did that start? When did we hear about this? When did you and I start hearing about this now? It's right now. Back in Genesis 3. Do you know that? It said, And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed, and it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. He goes, That's what he's talking about. <laughs> it's happening. What happened? God declared in Genesis 3 in purpose before time. Right now. Right now. Verse 32. And if I, and I, if I be lifted up from the earth, he's not saying that there's a possibility he won't be lifted up from the earth. He's given us proof. We'll draw all men unto me. When this happens, you watch it. So I'm going to be lifted up, and I'm going to draw all unto me. Does that mean he's going to draw everybody without exception, uh, without denominational considerations or whatever to him? No, of course it doesn't. How do we know that? We compare Scripture with Scripture, don't we? He said, no man can come to me unless my father draw him. And he said, if I be lift up, I'm drawing all. Men's in italics. Italics means it's added by the translator. Sometimes that helps us, sometimes it don't. I'm going to draw all mine to me. He said, hide and watch it. <laughs> if I'm lifted up, if I'm exalted, who he is and what he did, if that's exalted, all his sheep's going to come to him. How am I, I going to get these pews full? 
How am I going to get all of God's sheep, whoever they may be, in the, the 38 million people south of San Francisco, Bob? How am I going to do that? Exalt Christ. They'll come. <laughs> He'll draw them. We'll, we'll keep them out. He said, if I be lifted up from the earth, we'll draw all men unto me. This he said, signifying what death he should die. He didn't say, if I be stoned down low, if I be lifted up. Where we first heard about that serpent on the pole, wasn't it? That brazen serpent. Right now, that's when this is happening. Verse 34. The people answered him. <laughs> They're going to do some talking. <laughs> we have heard out of the law. That means, in this case, the whole Old Testament. That means that Moses, the first five books of the Bible that he wrote, and all the prophets, all the scriptures that they had at the time, this is what they're talking about. They said, we've heard out of these. We've read our Bibles. We know our Bible. <laughs> we've heard out of the law that Christ abideth forever. And how sayest thou, the Son of Man must be lifted up? What are you talking about? Who is this Son of Man? What are they doing? They're back-talking, not bowing. I, it, it's prevalent. Ain't nothing changed 2,000 years, has it? Ain't nothing changed 6,000 years. What they're saying is you're going against what our carnal logic has deducted. We read this stuff. That can't be right. We haven't figured this out yet. That means it can't be possible. What are you talking about? And who is this fellow? <laughs> you just said he can't die. <laughs> and then you say, who is he? They're, they're disproving themselves and what's coming out of their mouth. But they just want to talk, don't they? I don't recommend making fun of the Word of God. You know what we call that? Making light. We're going to be looking at walking in the light. And in our modern words, we say make light. That means make fun, make gist of, make little of. I don't recommend to anybody making light of God's word. I've had people mock, mock it to my face, and it ain't a good idea. Don't do it. I don't recommend people mocking and making little of his preachers. Better watch it. Care for you. It ain't going to work out good for you. And I don't recommend people mocking, making light, or jesting about God's people. I, you don't know whose son or daughter that is. Whew. If we knew it was a mafioso's child, would you make fun of him? No, you might get assassinated. I might get tortured or something. I ain't doing that. That's the living God's child. He's bought them. They're his child. Don't make fun of them. Don't make light of them. There's a cartoon. If I said somebody's being a cartoon, they're acting like a cartoon, what would you think? They're foolish, right? Because it's for kids. It's foolish. I saw a cartoon. as a, a booth in a big old parking lot. Huge line of people lined up behind it. And it said, No Jesus, by watching a TV series. And next to it was a booth that said, No Jesus, by reading the scriptures, by knowing your Bible. And there was nobody in that booth. You, who, what's that teaching people? These fellas read their Bible. They were nowhere in that parking lot in that cartoon was there a man standing on his hind two legs saying, This is a true and living God. Bow to him. How people is going to be saved? Through the preaching of the gospel. They have to hear. Do you think the Lord messed his words up? Do you think he's wrong? Do you think he's lying to you? He said they're going to have to hear. How can they hear unless somebody preached to them? How can they preach unless they be sent? How can that happen? These fellows sat around. They, they're going to sharpshoot the, the word of God standing in front of them. And they're going to try to sharpshoot him with the word of God. Instead of just bowing. 
stood about. He said, this is the hour. He just he just declared the whole Old Testament. <laughs> he said, I'm it, uh, and it's happening. <laughs> they said, you can't be right. They were always questioning the Lord, wasn't they? They were always trying to entangle him in his words. That lady, well, there's this lady, she's been married to seven different brothers. Well, which one's going to be? Oh, hogwash, hush. Knock it off. There's so many theologians, armchair theologians. They're prevalent. They're all over. If there's nine billion people in this world, you want me to give you a guess how many people it is? <laughs> nine billion. And they asked rapid fire questions, didn't they? I've had this experience. Asking questions after questions, questions, questions. I didn't got a chance to answer the first one. What do you think's happening? They just want to get it out. They want to vent. They want to blow steam. That's what they want to do. That's just sin. Sin. Wine on the lees. I was talking to a dear brother today about wine on the lees. Lees is yeast. And all that yeast, what does yeast put off? A lot of gas. A lot of hot air. Dap, 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 just yapping. And finally it dies. That sin's been put away. It sinks down. And that wine's racked off. You siphon it off. And you leave all that ye- lees behind, all that yeast behind, all that sin behind. And you got good refined wine. That's precious, isn't it? Lord, you know, the Lord preached the gospel to winemakers. <laughs> he did that too, didn't he? They weren't there to hear a word from the Lord. They just wanted him to stop talking so they could say what they wanted to. He has a word for those. Did you know that? Over Matthew 10, he said, Hear and understand. It's not that which goes into a mouth that defiles man, but that which comes out that defileth a man. It ain't what goes into you. Your, your, your whole life's wrapped up in what you eat and what you don't eat. He said, that don't matter. It's what's coming out of your mouth that's defiling you. And the disciples came to him and said, you know them Pharisees were offended when they heard this? You hurt their feelings. Good. Maybe you was paying attention. I'm serious. If I make you fighting mad, that's good. That means you was hearing what I had to say. God might save you from that. Good. Pay attention. He said, every plant which my heavenly father hath not planted shall be rooted up. He said, I, I don't care. Let them alone. Let them alone. They're blind leaders of the blind. That means they're in darkness. They can't see nothing. Do you understand that? Close your eyes. I always think of the three stooges. So I can't see nothing. I can't see nothing. And Mo said, open your eyes. <laughs> They're blind, leaders of the blind. And if the blind lead the blind, they'll both fall in a ditch. That's what he said. Wasn't it? Mm. Verse 34, and the people answered him, We have heard out of the law that Christ abideth forever. How sayest thou, the Son of Man must be lifted up? Who is the Son of Man? <laughs> Calm down. And Jesus said unto them, he didn't waver, did he? Yet a little while is the light with you. Yet a little while is the light with you. Just a little while. Walk while ye have the light, lest darkness come upon you. For he that walketh in darkness knoweth not whither he goeth. While ye have light, believe in the light, that ye may be the children of light. That, just, it's, that seems so simple and rep, repetitious, doesn't it? That is so amazing to me. I mean, it is just unbelievably profound. He says, walk in the light while you have light. Well, what's that mean? Well, you see things. You can see things. 
Did he say lay down in the, in the, on a nice comfy towel on the beach and get you a tan while you're in the light? No, I said get to walking. That's a verb. You get some calluses. What if you get some stones in your, in your shoes? That's going to happen. It's going to hurt. What if you get tired? No, you're going to get tired too. Walk. You know what walk means, boys? Lord said walk in the light while you have a light. <laughs> Lest darkness come upon you. You only have a light for a little while, isn't it? Walk while you have light. They asked this last string of questions. Who's the son of man? And he answered and he said, yeah, a little while the light's with you. You're looking at him. Then he already tells it. Who's that light? What did he say back a while back in John 8? He said, I'm the light. If they've been following him, if you follow somebody, does that mean you're with, with them where they are? North, south, right? Yeah. Well, if you've been following him, you're with him. You heard him when he said that. He said, I'm the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. You're going to see things. You ain't going to stumble. Solomon said that too for us that do see. He said, don't put a stumbling stone in front of a blind person. Does that mean be kind to blind people? Yeah, and it means don't try to thumb up somebody God ain't gave light to yet. Leave them alone. Preach gospel to them, leave them alone. He's the light, isn't he? What's walking in the light? He goes, goes on, he said, believe in the light that you may be children of light. It's believing, isn't it? To believe the light. Who's the light? Christ is. What's to walk in it? To believe him. Does that mean agree with him? We're going to see that at the end. That ain't what that means. You will agree with him if you believe in him. If he's, if he's everything. It's believing every word he says. What he says is true. There's none good. Through the Apostle Paul, he wrote, no, not one. Nobody. Well, now my grandma was the sweetest woman. Surely she's in heaven. Everybody, this whole nation and this whole world justified by death. Somebody dies and poof, they're in heaven, ain't they? <laughs> How, why are they in heaven? Well, they, they had to be. They, they No, they were horrible. They hated God. They're not. Paul said, Wherefore you are buried with him in baptism unto death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk. Walk. In newness of life. Put off that old man. That, that old religious junk and hoity-toity language and flowery stuff and this memorizing things and calling everybody and their sister, brother and sister and, and, and loving those. Well, now we just, uh, that's my buddy. Put that off. Bow to God. Walk in his light. Walk in him. This is, we've, if we've been planted together in the likeness of his death, shall we not also in the likeness of his resurrection? This is temporary. This is going to burn. <laughs> there ain't going to be nothing left of this world. We have him. He is the resurrection. We know him. Oh, we can just look to him and, and, and walk, go through this world with the understanding of who he is and where he is. He's on his throne. He's ordered all things. They're sure. How do we walk? Turn to Hebrews 12. Hebrews 12. Hebrews 12, verse 1. This is speaking to believers, isn't it? It says, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. What's that? 
We're, we're surrounded by believers. Or two or three are gathered. We're surrounded. We have a multitude of believers. And they're a cloud of witnesses. To who? Christ. Christ the light. He abides in them, don't they? They have a light in them. And we're, we're surrounded by them. So let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us and let us run with patience. Paul adds on a little bit, don't he? Do we walk with patience? Yeah, get after it. This life's a vapor. <laughs> Run. Run with patience. The race that's set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy, the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Where is he? He's at the right hand of the throne of God. Because he is God. He's ruling reigning everything. And, and, and for the joy that was set before him, he came to this earth and lived for us and died for us. And he's our reward. He's our exceeding great reward at the end of that race. Don't that make you want to run a little faster? <laughs> that make you want to get to him? Turn on First Thessalonians. <clears throat> First Thessalonians five. First Thessalonians five five. Ye are all the children of light, and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. You know the best sleep you're ever gonna get is in a room and ain't got no windows. You get down in a basement somewhere and it's dark, dark. And it don't matter if it's 2 p.m. or 2 a.m., it looks just as dark. That's a good place to sleep, isn't it? Isn't that a good analogy this whole world? Everybody's asleep because they're in darkness. <laughs> you get that? They're sleeping good. What's going to wake them up? A real bright light. Light's going to have to wake them up, isn't it? Verse 7, for they, sleep, they that sleep, sleep in the night, and they that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet, hope of salvation. For God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we're awake or sleep, whether we're awake in our minds or we're sleeping in that sleep like Lazarus, we should live together with him. Wherefore, comfort yourselves together and edify one another, even as also ye do. How do we walk in the light? Well, we edify one another. We point one another to Christ, don't we? There's, there's going to be days I get down and I'm overwhelmed. And you said, the Lord said this. Isn't he? Is he on his throne? Is he on his throne today? <laughs> yeah, he is. And then you're going to get down. And I'm going to say, ain't the Lord on his throne? Did he ordain this? Did he send this? Don't we need to be reminded of him and, and our walk in this world? Don't we? When are we to walk? When ought we to do this? Well, I haven't. Well, I did, I did bad last week. I did bad last month. I did bad last year. He saith, I've heard thee in a time accepted. In the day of salvation have I succored thee. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. When are we walking a lot? Right now. What about this morning? You know, I did some stupid stuff this morning. Well, that ain't now. That was then. Walking light now. <laughs> I 
confess him now. How we walk, turn over to Revelation 2. We stay on the road. <laughs> that doesn't make good sense. If you're going to walk, which way? We're going that way. We're following him. And we're going to keep it between the lines, ain't we? You know, if you walk, walk walking, it seems so simple, but boy, I just dwelled on this. It has a beginning. If I'm going to go from here to that door, I'm going to have to start walking, right? There's going to be a beginning. There's going to be a time when I didn't walk, and then I started walking. And then there's a continuance. There's a time, a period, where I, I really get my stride down. <laughs> I, get, I get a good gait going, and I get some work done. I accomplish some distance. I, that race I'm running, and then there's a culmination. There's an end. I get to where I'm going. Isn't it? Whenever the Lord gives us his life, his love and his light shed abroad in our hearts, we begin to walk. We begin to follow him. We begin to be where he is, where his people are. And we're edifying one another. And we learn of him. And then we go through this life. And like he uses the analogy of children and, and young men and grown-ups, right? We grow. We, we're going down that road. And then we get to where we're going. But that whole time, we, we, I get focused on what the task at hand. I get looking at these steps right now. <laughs> I'm walking right now. But I get, to, I get to looking at what the task at hand is. And I forget. He shed light in me. He's who I'm following. He's the one ordaining my steps the whole way. And I have to be reminded of that. Look here, Revelation 2, verse 1. Unto the angel of the church of Ephesus, write, didn't he say the light while it's with you? Walk with him. Can you go to Ephesus right now and, get, and listen to a good gospel message? You can't. Can you go to Corinth right now and get you a good, just, I want to hear Christ lifted up. It ain't there. Is there other churches in this county that preach the gospel? Buddy, I hope so. But I know it's here. What time it's here. My life's a vapor. In short time, I may be too old to preach. The Lord may kill me. He may take me away. He may dry that well up. And, and then it's gone. So how do we treat it while we have it? This may be the last time I ever preach. I don't know. Walk in the light while you have it. Unto the angel of the church of Ephesus write, These things say he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand, who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. I know thy works and thy labor and thy patience and how thou canst not bear them which are evil. You can't stand that. You hate wickedness. You love righteousness. And thou hast tried them which say they are apostles and are not and has found them liars. You're right in the throes of it. You're right in the war. There's people that's getting up and preaching something that's just so close you, the, the, even the saints would be fooled if it were possible. And you've sorted that out and you've protected the sheep and you've done everything you ought to be doing. And has borne and has patience and for my name's sake has labored and has not fainted. You went out and walked and you walked hard and you carried a big burden when you was doing it and you did a good job. And then what's a believer say? When did you ever see me walking? <laughs> I never put a backpack on. I never saw you hungry. He says, verse 4, Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee, because thou hast left thou, thou first love. You got so worried about chopping them heads off of dragons. You've left, you've left your first love. Remember, therefore, from whence thou art fallen, and repent, and do the first works, or else I will come unto thee quickly and remove thy candlestick out of his place, except thou repent. That's that light, isn't it? But thou. <laughs> that's, if you stop there, <laughs> that's, 
terrified. It makes me want to work harder and go study up on my first loves and everything else, doesn't it? But that, this thou hast, that thou hatest the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. <laughs> he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. To him that overcometh, I will give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. He said, that candlestick, remember your first loves, remember Christ. Remember who, who that light is. And you look to him. And look to him while you have him. Look to him while you have him. How, how somebody treats the, 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 the God's preachers and the assembly of the saints is how they treat God. Now, Kevin, that's just, you'll, you'll reach it to. That's what he said. You do it to the least of these, you've done it to me. Didn't that what he said? Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou them people down there? No, he said, me. They're one. I want to see him, don't you? Until the end. Until the end. How long do we walk? Peter said, For we've not followed cunningly devised fables. We made known unto you the power and the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of his majesty. He said, I didn't come up with some fancy story. I just told you what I saw. For he received from God the Father honor and glory. When there was, came such a voice from him of the excellent glory, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. He said, I was there on that Mount of Transfiguration when it happened. And this voice came from heavens. We heard it. And we, we were with him in that holy mount. And he said, we've had a more sure word of prophecy. You think that's something? Whereunto you do well that you take heed as unto a light, as unto a light that shineth in a dark place until the day dawn and the day star, star arises in your heart. Take heed to his word. Isn't it? He said his word is to, is to broadcast light. Because it? it professes Christ. <laughs> ought, to, ought to take heed to those things. And look until when? Until that day star. That sun. Isn't, it? isn't that the, the star that makes our daylight come up? Until that arises in our hearts. Look to him until he arises in your heart. Until he's lifted up in your heart on a day-to-day -day basis. And look to him until we're with him, until we're made like him. Stay with him. Paul put it this way. He said, we're always confident knowing that. While we're at home in the body, we're absent from the Lord. We're going through all these trials and these troubles and tribulations. And, all. and he said, that's fine. I ain't with him. But he's got me here. He has me walking. He has me doing something on purpose. He said, for we walk by faith, not by sight. It don't look like what we're doing is getting we ain't making much progress two steps forward or one step forward two steps back is what feels like isn't it so you're just putting the boys rowing in the boat remember that and john that storm came and they're rowing and they ain't making no progress lord didn't tell them make progress taught them row <laughs> he told you to walk didn't he? And he said paul said we're confident and willing rather to be absent from the body to be present with the lord there'll come a day when this race will be won when this walk will be over the sojourn and this life will be done. And I'll be with him who started it. Right? And he says, wherefore we labor. Because we know that. That don't mean we sit on our laurels and do nothing. Because we know that. Wherefore we labor. That, whether present or absent, don't make a difference. We may be accepted to him. We remember that first love. We look to him. Do whatever we put in our hand to do as hard as we can do it. Walk while you have life. We assemble. <laughs> We, 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 we go out and sweat by the sweat of our brow, earn our bread, that way we can further the gospel. Doing anything we can. Stay up late, don't we? Work five to nine. That ain't four hours. <laughs>
get up early and stay up late, don't you? Paul said, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ, who walk not after the flesh. They don't do what everybody else does, but after the Spirit. After, not in front of them. We're chasing, ain't we? I'm going to walk after him. Walk where he walked. Did what he did. It would be right, wouldn't it? He goes on to say we're heirs with Christ and, and this future glory we have to come and God's eternal love to us. And no man can separate us from his love. I want to, as we used to say in the army, I want to step it out. I want to range walk. I want to take big steps. <laughs> Get there quicker. How are we to preach? What ought I do? You think, well, now there's just a lot of things that changed over the years. Hogwash. Hogwash. I said, he said it, not me, so I'll say it. To the law and to the testimony. If they speak not according to this word, you take any experience you've had, anybody, any loved one, any grandma and grandpa you know, and they didn't speak with the law and the testimony and who he is and what he did and what he accomplished and all these things, according to this word, it's because there's no light in them. Back in our text are in John 12. I'll try to hurry. John 12, verse 35. Jesus said unto them, Yet a little while is the light with you. This life's a vapor, isn't it? Walk while you have the light. Lest darkness come upon you. For he that walketh in darkness knoweth not whether he goeth. And he says, While you have the light, believe in the light. <laughs> believe in him. That ye may be children, the children of light. These things spake Jesus and departed and did hide himself from them. Did he lie to them? He told the truth. He said, Believe on the light while you have the light. You ain't got the light long. And then he left. What a frightening thing. Isn't it? Verse 37, But though he had done so many miracles before them, yet they believed not on him. He spoke to them. He'd done a whole bunch of, I can't do miracles. And, and, and I ain't God. And for some reason, this dumb head, I think, surely I can make this as simple and just beat it and enough and go and go and go. And people's just, I mean, the ceiling's going to bust and lives going to be changed. <laughs> if he ain't willing, it ain't going to happen. And if I could do it, there's a problem. And then I think, you know what? I could have just the worst message that I think I could ever come up with, and I'm fumbling through. I just got a whole bunch of texts, and I got maybe a sentence fragment over top of each text we're looking at. And if he's pleased to bless it, I can't keep him from blessing it. I can't keep him from saving his people. He says he's done so many miracles before them, verse 37, yet they believe not on him. Why? How, what, what good could that be? That the saying of Isaiah the prophet might be fulfilled, which he spake, Lord, who hath believed our report, and to whom hath the arm of the Lord been revealed? Therefore they could not believe, because Isaiah said again, He hath blinded their eyes, and hath hardened their hearts, that they should not see with their eyes, nor understand with their heart, and be converted, and I should heal them. These things said Isaiah when he saw his glory and spake of him. He blinded their eyes. How did he blind their eyes? Well, they could see good, and then he, he didn't know. He just didn't shine his light in them. How did he harden their hearts? Like we've talked about before, remember concrete trucks? 
Concrete, concrete trucks were spinning. Why? Because if it stops, that concrete will harden up. That's its nature. How does, it, how does the Lord harden a heart? Leaves them alone. Leaves them alone. They go up to, look at our whole nation. Just delusion and silly fables. And, and, and he turned them over. How that mean it? You know, he, he just led them to the cells. And kind of run wild on him. Don't get frustrated with blind people. Now I'm telling myself this. Don't get frustrated with sleeping people. I could scream to the rooftops. It ain't going to wake nobody up. Awake! <laughs> he has to do it. Lord has to do it. Verse 42. Nevertheless, among the chief rulers, also many believed on him. Now if we compare scripture with scripture, we've got to see the context, don't we? If they believed on him, they're good to go. They said they said at one time twenty years ago, that's that's the gospel. I believe that I'm a Christian. And that well, what did they do? But because of the Pharisees, they did not confess him, lest they should be put out of the synagogue. Oh, we believe it. They heard the truth, and they wouldn't confess him. That ain't God's people. His people confess him, don't they? Why did they do such a thing? Well, maybe they had a hard time. No, verse 43. For they love the praise of men more than the praise of God. Mm. Titus said they profess that they know God, but in their works they deny him, being an abominable and disobedient unto every good work of reprobate. Now, I believe God, but I ain't going to go against mommy and daddy. Now, now I, I've met believers time and time again in different continents all over, throughout time, throughout the world. And when the Lord does a work in their heart, they see the value of their soul and they're concerned for the souls of those they love. And immediately they, they knock the religious gar garbage off. And I said, they don't know God. They, they believe the same thing I used to believe. And God saved me and God needs to save them. And, and now they have a concern for other people's souls, don't they? And they've heard the good news. They want to tell somebody good news. They don't hide it under, that candle ain't hit under, we're, we're a candle that's, that's on a hilltop, ain't we? We have light, we're walking in the light. You talk about who you love. You talk about who's done something for you. Don't you? That's what comes up in conversation. And it ain't the same God that other people have. They wouldn't profess him. His people profess him in front of their old religious friends. His people profess him in front of their drinking buddies, in front of family, in front of everybody else. Say, God's right, I was the liar. And he needs to make a liar out of you. Or you're in trouble. Come here about a man and bow to him. Bow to him. He said, didn't he say that? These fellows just said, well, they believed on him. Now, now, they didn't want to lose their spot in the church, and they couldn't offend those people they used to go to church with. That they, We spent decades and decades together, many, many years. Uh, well, we used to fellowship and, and do this and that. He said, whosoever therefore shall confess me before me and him, I'll confess him before my Father, which is in heaven. He said, but whosoever shall deny me before me, that don't profess him. He said, go preach to him and baptize him. And if they baptize, if they believe and are baptized, they're saved, ain't they? He said, Whosoever shall deny me before me and him also will I deny before my Father which is in heaven. But if we know him, is it hard? No, it ain't hard. <laughs> we see light. We see these things. Who who's made you to differ? Him. We see these things plainly. And how can we be calm with somebody that's blind and deaf and asleep? 
Well, we was too, wasn't we? He's patient, long-suffering with me, so I'll just, they yell at you and they cuss you, and you say, well, that's all right. I've had that happen a lot too, and the family just light you up, buddy. Tear you up one side and the other, and say, well, that's, just pray for them. Maybe God will save them. They won't die in their sin and go to hell, clinging to their ways and their thoughts and their families and their friends and their cohorts. Huh? Mm. He declares in verse 44, Jesus cried and said, he didn't weep, he screamed. You get that? How loud do you think that was? Me and Thomas was talking. He, our, our Lord was a carpenter. You reckon them chairs he made was pretty good chairs? Do you think he said, well, that's close enough. That's good enough for government work. I bet you they're still, they don't know who they are. They're probably, I bet them chairs are still, somebody's still sitting on, they don't even know it. Imagine him screaming, him yelling. His voice thundereth marvelously. I couldn't imagine. But he's meek and comely. I don't know. We'll hear him one day. Jesus cried, verse 44, and said, He that believeth on me, believeth not on me, but on him that sent me. You believe me? You believe the Father. How could that be? We're one. He said, he looked at him dead in the eye and said, I'm God. He that seeth me, seeth him that sent me. That's who he is. I am come a light into the world, that whosoever believeth on me should not abide in darkness. And if any man hear my words and believe not, I judge him not. For I come not to judge the world, but to save the world. That doesn't mean he come only to save every human that has ever lived. For this time right here, this time he came, he came to do something. This hour he's coming to. Come to save his people, to sit on that cross and die and bleed for it. Now, next time he comes, whew, look out. He that rejecteth me and receiveth not my words hath one that judgeth him, the word that I've spoken. The same shall be a judge in the last day. What's his commandments? Everything that come out of his mouth. And for his people, go read the, the Ten Commandments. If God commanded the light to shine, what happened? Light shined. He says, Thomas, you ain't going to have no other gods but me. Guess what's going to happen? <laughs> you ain't going to have no other gods but him. He'll make, he'll make it happen, won't he? For, verse 49, For I have not spoken of myself, but the Father which sent me. He gave me commandments, what I should say and what I should speak. And I know that his commandment is life everlasting. Whatsoever I speak, therefore, even as the Father said unto me, so I speak. He's telling us the truth, isn't he? Isn't he? If we could walk in his truth. Like David said, your precepts and your statutes and your law, it's, it's lovely. It's beautiful, isn't it? I want to make every decision I, may, I have to make in light of him. Seeing him. Doesn't that change everything we do? Uh, what kind of car we drive or, or how we react with people or how we walk through this, how we literally walk through this world. If we have light, we ain't stumbling because we see some things. It's all simple, isn't it? Uh, oh, that we could see. Oh, we'd have more light, isn't it? You get in a dark, dark place. We was in a cave. I told you that before. I had a, a watch that was illuminated. Um, and it was in... Mammoth caves are in Kentucky, and they turn the lights out, and you're half a mile underground. It's pitch black. There's no light 
at all. And you can't tell if your eyes are open or closed. You can blink all you want and hit the same. Ain't no difference. And after just a couple seconds, buddy, that light was on my watch. It looked like I was in Star Wars. Kim said, cover it, watch it. And I looked, and I mean, everybody was looking at me. I mean, just an itty-bitty thing. If you're in darkness, you get an itty-bitty piece of light, and that light's precious. And what happens? What would everybody do if we was down there in, in, in trouble? If we was in that cave, it's pitch. we're in a pit, right? It's pitch black. We're in darkness, and there's just a little bit of light. What would everybody in that cave do? You'd come to it, wouldn't you? You'd come to it. All right. Let's go to him in prayer, and then we'll sing a song. Father, forgive us for what we are. We're so prone to close our eyes, keep our eyes fixed on Christ the light. Lord, make us walk through this world as those that see him and believe him. Make us run this race to have him at the end. The one who called us in the beginning, the one who's ordained all of our steps and willfully ran our race for us. All that we can praise him along the way. Thank you for this word. Thank you for this hour, Lord. Be with your people that are suffering and and heavy trial that you've sent. Make them walk in light. It's in Christ's name that we ask it. Amen. All right, brethren, we'll stand and sing him now.